We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. You're kind of, you, you feel like you're overpaying only to fill a spot. But you're, you don't feel like it. You are. You are, right. I'd rather play 7,300 for another midfielder. Yep. But you can't because you need to fill two forward spots. Yep. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Monday, May 25th by Jordan Cooper to talk about a ton of Bundesliga action that we have coming up on Tuesday. Jordan, stop me if you've heard this before, but I think DraftKings blew it on the contest sizes for tomorrow. Yeah, I, I was expecting the, the, the showdown for the Classicer mm-hmm. to be a bigger prize pool than the actual three-game slate later at 2.30. Yeah, the, the biggest one... Uh, for the Dortmund Bayern match is uh, it's a fifty thousand uh, dollar GPP eleven dollar entry, and then the main slate, which is three games later in the afternoon, is seventy thousand with a fifteen dollar entry fee. I'll be honest, I I thought the one for Der Klassiker would be, I thought they would do a hundred thousand. I would then complain that. It should have been like 200,000, but I would have been like, I couldn't complain much at 150. 
and seeing it just at 50,000 is like astonishing to me. Are are we getting a little spoiled? Yes. Well, I mean just for the fact that the the reason the prize pools are have been the way they were for Bundesliga is that other sports aren't going on. So like if this was if MLB was happening and NBA playoffs was happening, like if if, if uh you we know even the pandemic wasn't here, we wouldn't like this this showdown would be like a big showdown would be thirty thousand k prize pool, yeah. And then like the main slate would be like twenty five thousand, and we'd look at that as like like that's normal. I think. I mean, we wouldn't even have the. I mean, truthfully, we probably wouldn't even have Bundesliga. Right. Right. We. I mean, it's May twenty fifth. We wouldn't have any soccer anyway. <laughs> I think the biggest thing that threw us all off is how big the contests got before everything shut down not like meaning before soccer finally shut down like when we had two hundred thousand dollar liga mx contests and turkish super league and these uh i think there was at least one hundred thousand australian a league and those things were like in the middle of the night for most people in the united states so to then come back to the or to then get to this slate which has nothing else going on just like those others did. But I think that when those were happening, it was like people were still in the DFS mode. People were like, Oh, I just want to keep playing because we can keep playing. And the break has given people reason not to play. And so they're not necessarily still in the lobby looking for more stuff. And so Bundesliga takes a hit, even though it's significantly better than the leagues that everybody was pumping up before everything was like shut down. Well, I think it's more due to the fact that DraftKings doesn't prioritize soccer liquidity over stuff like NASCAR and MMA or golf. Like some of these sports are coming back to some extent. And although it's not on the same day, it's right. not on a Tuesday There's, afternoon, yeah. uh, they, lo- they look at Korean baseball and seem to prioritize that. I mean, it, it's just it's the history of, of, of DK and FanDuel and all these DFS sites to begin with. It's just that soccer is the biggest sport in the world, yet you know, they, they seem to pump in promotional money or overlay or anything like that into everything else but soccer. And then when you have what is arguably possibly the biggest club game of the entire European season, right? I mean, it, I mean, this would be in comparison to a Barcelona-Real Madrid game. This would be in comparison to Man City-Liverpool if, if that was... I mean, if that was, uh, you know, if the, if the standings weren't as lopsided as they were, but essentially, like, this is the game that decides the Bundesliga title. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I, Bayern could still win even if they lose, but I mean, if Bayern wins this game, they pretty much win the title. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. And being that it's twelve thirty in the middle of nothing, that, I mean, maybe they just went conservative. They're just like, well, they're not sure if. Uh, if this is going to fill versus the the main classic slate and they just kind of hedged. But I mean, we, we talked about it before and I know in, in the, in the RotoWire discord that like, I think truthfully it, this should be a hundred K plus showdown slate. And then the, the, the three game slate, if they wanted to make that a 25 K, like a nothing burger ish type of thing, I don't think anyone would have minded. I was going to say, I think, I think people would have understood it at least. Um, right. I mean, I prefer to play the classic slates anyway. Yeah. I'm looking more forward to the classic slate than this showdown slate, but from a 
you know, it's on Fox Sports One. It's the it's the biggest. It's one of the biggest games of the European season of all the leagues. I will say that they it was initially supposed to be on Fox Sports Two, and they Colin Coward was on Fox Sports One, and somebody made the decision to switch him. Somebody's still thinking. Oh over wow! There at Fox. It should be on Big Fox. It should be on Big Fox. Yeah, but the problem is, is that Fox Sports don't have the rights to Bundesliga after this season. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, do they really care about? I mean, but it's. <laughs> Really it done. seems they don't want to prom- they don't want to promote a product that's going to be on ESPN Plus like three months from now. Right, Fox and FanDuel are are racing to the bottom of who could care less about Bundesliga. Yeah, at least Fox shows everything live. FanDuel <laughs> can do that. <laughs> Did you see on FanDuel that they didn't even like get get the right stats? No, oh, I know I didn't. Like cause, uh, uh, there was like a Ben Sibiani shot, oh, shot on or goal or something that wasn't credited, and then it closed. Oof. The only reason that actually makes a difference is because shots on goal are worth a thousand points there. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's a bummer. I did see some NASCAR controversy this morning, but we don't have to get into that. Yeah. Um, well, I know this past weekend is that uh, uh, whenever you think that uh, Borussia Dortmund has a good floor play, just don't, don't, don't believe it. Ugh. I mean, I still, I still made a small profit. Because uh, you know, Catarabic in my my cash yep. lineup, I mean, twenty plus points. Yep. There, like, kind of bailed me out. Uh, I mean, I, I thought it was a good cash play regardless. Mm-hmm. But like, the, I screwed up the the other two midfield positions between all the guys in that range, because I could have gone Demmer by Bittencourt. Yep. And then just crushed everyone. Yep. And then I decided to go uh, with my my standard kind of uh, vacuum type of analysis of. Why don't I just look at the favorites and who who takes their set pieces and then just take Brandt and Hoffman? Yeah, I took I took Brandt and for forty minutes. I can't remember why. Oh, it was the uh, whatever that guy's name was, the twenty six hundred dollars fullback. Oh, posh! Yeah, he crushed. So he gave me the money to get Brandt, and I was like, I don't want to play Brandt. And I'm looking. I had originally. I don't even remember who the other fullback was, but I had him and, um, Kaderabek. No. And I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll take that. And then when I have money for Brandt, I'm like, should I just play Brandt? I'm like, I shouldn't play Brandt. Like don't play Brandt. And yet there I am at lock with Brandt. And I'm just like, this was a a mistake. People played Brandt. I think it was a mistake for all of the sharp people who played. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that. Yeah. That, 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 not like he ended up at, at uh, 6% owned in cash games, and you're like, what did I do? I mean, 17 wasn't overly great. Right. I mean, the, the locks on that slate, like at least in cash games, were Skov and Gunter. Like as long yeah. as you had those two, and then you probably played Proger, and then it's a matter of filling out the rest of your lineup. Yeah. I, I didn't end up doing well because of that. And Castile's. Huh. Went back to my negative goalkeepers. Anyway. The one good thing about this showdown slate mm-hmm. that, that I, I mean, before the prices came out, I'm like, I hope they make it uh, make it softer so people don't feel like they have to play like garbage players. Mm-hmm. And they did. Uh, and, they, and they did. For the, and then they, I mean, you, you could you could play a lineup with with you don't have to punt with the, a center back. Correct. You know, yeah. a Dortmund center back, especially. <laughs> I actually or found, Delaney or something like that. Yeah, I found um, the cash. What I consider the optimal cash build to be exceptionally easy to build. 
to the point where. Are you sure about that? Yes. Uh, what what what's the what's the construction? Is it what was it four two? Four two. Does it have Lewandowski in it? Yes, it does. Really? Yes. Who and Kimmich is captain. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I actually let, let me, let me, I actually started to build it, not thinking it would work, but I was just like, if I looked at these two teams. And and the gameplay, like which players do I think you would play in a cash lineup? And I got all of them, and then I had one spot left, and I got the one guy that I think might be underpriced, and he fit. And then I'm o- it's over. Okay. Do you have David Alaba in the lineup? Nope. Okay, so it's not that lineup. <laughs> okay, because I see, I see. I don't necessarily think... Like, there are obviously plenty of ways that you can go in any of these lineups. Right. But given the the matchup and the teams and how they play, I think you can, in cash, you can eliminate pretty much every Dortmund player. Like, obviously, you can't do that. And I think... Right. But I think if the ones that you're considering, like, you're not going to play... I don't think you're playing Haaland in cash. Right, I think that, I think that really the the cash considerations are basically the wingbacks, exactly. Kimi and Guerrero, exactly. And then it depends on how they line up. It doesn't even look like Sancho may not even start this game. I don't even think it matters. I don't think you're playing. I don't think you're playing Hazard, no. or Holland, or Brandt, or anyone. Then anyway, right. So you get into the point where like, which Dortmund players do you want? And or and I think five one is going a little crazy. Um, but like Hakimi and Guerrero, nobody is a prolific floor player on the team. So it's not like if you're going with Hakimi and Guerrero, like you're like losing out on a Kostic because that doesn't exist. Right. And you, you basically have to convince yourself that if Sancho starts, do you want to pay that much for him? Because it takes you out of one of the expensive Bayern players. And like, I don't think that there are going to be lineups where people are playing Lewandowski and uh, Thomas Mueller or him and Gnabry or Gnabry. And like, I think you're not paying up that much. Kimmich is such a stupid How do you think they line up? Okay. So, so uh, do you think Perisic starts? No. Okay. I think after he was out injured and then came back and started last weekend, I don't see a reason to play him again. So I think it's, do you think Coman starts? Yeah. I think it's Lewandowski, Mueller. Gnabry and Coman in the attacking part. And then Kimmich and, um, I mean, Goretzka started last weekend, but I don't know. He could be, but I'm not sure. Like he feels like Julian Brandt to me. He's like a guy who's there who can get on the score sheet, but like, you're not, there's no reliable floor there. But I think you play, I think you could play the Dortmund wingbacks and both fullbacks and be fine. Because the other guys are so expensive. Like, I think if you're paying up, you're paying up for Lewandowski. Like, I don't okay. see the cash I, I, reason. I, 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 could, I could make the standpoint in cash games that Muller may be better. Why? I don't know. Oh. You just said you could make the peripherals? I think the I think Lewandowski, given that their prices are close, I just don't see how people are like, 
no, I'm going to save $600 to play Thomas Muller instead. It of worked Hennessey. out last time. It did. But what did you, what did the 600 get you? Well, get me a goal and an assist. Yeah, but Lewandowski had a goal too. Okay, but Balerschko still scored like eight more points than him. All right. Okay. I don't think Gnabry's a cash play. Really? Yeah. Again, because he's close enough to Mueller and Lewandowski. And well, I don't think you're playing play. two of them. You say this 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 obvious cash lineup, and maybe maybe I'm I, am, I, am I the idiot? Maybe. Maybe. Tables okay, have turned. <laughs> Let me try this again. I'm going to try this again. I don't think Good there's any that. doubt that Kimmich is the highest owned player yeah. and captain in cash. Yeah, that, well, that's obvious. Yeah. I mean, he has the highest floor of any, everyone on the slate. Yeah. And he's still underpriced. It, he, it, it's an odd price. Unless they just decided to make it soft with him. I would just tell you the lineup, but DraftKings doesn't let me do that. But there's just, uh, I think there's obviously, like, I don't think, like, considering the the cheaper guys, like, oh, if we get a random start from Mario Goetze in a odd revenge game, like, I don't think you're playing him. No. And Hazard, I think you're back to, like, convincing yourself that he is like a good set piece taking option. And if you play him, you're either not playing Hakimi or Guerrero, or now you're going to a three, three, which I don't think is optimal. Okay. So you considering this catch lineup to be a four, two. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we're on different pages. Yeah, we might be. Maybe I, maybe I am completely off here. That's why I had to ask whether or not you're playing Gnabry, if you think Perisic yeah. is going to start. Right. But I think that I think the chalk construction will be 4-2. Agreed. Like Bayern 4. Right, Bayern 4, yep. Dortmund 2. And I think there'll still be plenty of 5-1s. Yeah, agreed. Five yeah. I think I think the the contrarian construction would be to do like a 4-2 Dortmund. Yeah, oh, for sure. I don't think a 5-1. I don't I don't think I don't think it comes down to like Dortmund scoring three goals without Bayern scoring a punch. Right. Right. Like I, I just, I just don't see, cause I mean, you could do something like Lewandowski scores the only goal and then for Bayern and then Dortmund has the ball 70% of the time. Like that just it doesn't seem, but if anything, even if then, anything, if Dortmund goes, if Dortmund goes down, if, if Dortmund goes up early, it just increases the value for all the, the peripheral Bayern players. Yeah. The the, in, the interesting thing about these two teams is that they're the two highest scoring teams in the league, and but Bayern's like a great peripheral team, and we've mentioned countless times that Dortmund's not. And so, even if like if Bayern goes up early, I don't think you're still getting good peripheral points from Dortmund. Like they just don't play that way. Right, they just play through the center and try to try to walk the ball. Right. If anything, Byron goes up early, they're just going to try to get up more. I don't see any situation where Byron's up 3 nothing and they just like take their foot off the gas, knowing that Dortmund can score in a second. 
I think in the large GPP, you're going to see a lot of Lewandowski-Holland lineups. I agree. Which I think is fine. They're the two most likely goal scorers. What do you think Lewandowski's ownership is in the main GPP? Oh, over 50%. Yeah. I was going to say 60, at least 60. Right. I think the highest owned players will be Kimmich. Mm-hmm. Then Lewandowski. Then then Gnabry. You think Gnabry's more owned than Haaland, huh? Yeah, because if you're if you're building a lineup that you're trying to capture goals and assists, like it makes more sense that you're 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 one or two. Like if like you're not going to be able to play Gnabry and Lewandowski, and then while still having a like a wing back to Holland combination on the other side. Like unless you're punting all the way down. Yeah, I guess I was more wondering if uh, Gnabry and Muller like share ownership. And it pushes both of them down, and Hallen gets above them. No, I think Gnabry get, gets more ownership than Muller. Okay. So Coman still, is the I, sneaky one if he starts? Who? Kingsley Coman. I don't think he's sneaky at all. Oh. I guess he's cheap enough that you can play him with those guys. Right. For 73 minutes. But I think, I think a lot a lot of the slate is going to come down to the, the cheap guys. If any of the cheap guys come up with a goal, then, you know, it's over. that changes everything. Yeah. Emery Chan? Revenge game? No. Did he play at Bayern? I don't know. I don't think so. But all those guys at the bottom barely have floors. So, I mean, I'm not expecting a clean sheet. Yep. Really. I think both sides score this game. Mm-hmm. So like like a Dahoud or Delaney or whoever, Pissjack and all, all the Akanji. Like they, they need to, I mean, there's some weird assist or goal. But if that, that happens, then like that dramatically changes what the winning GPP lineup could be. Yeah. I mean, we saw that on the slate uh, the other with uh, Hinterrigger. Patrick, sort of. Sort of. I think there's a definite possibility in this game that Dortmund win and Bayern scores more fantasy points. Oh, that's good. definitely possible. Yeah. That's what that's what I was saying before. If Dortmund goes up early, I think it's quite possible that a 5-1 Bayern stack could still win in a one nothing lo- in a in a 2 to 1 loss. I don't but I don't even think you need it early. Like, I don't think it matters where the goal is. No, of course. I think the only way that, that Dortmund outscore Bayern in terms of fantasy points is if they they crush them. Like, and, and they, it's the goal points they make up. Like, if they win 4 nothing, Right. I'm not sure they make up those 40 points. Although maybe they do. Because then Kimmich and Davies and Pavard and Muller and Gnabry are all just whipping in crosses to Lewandowski hoping something hits. Right, it's quite possible that there are there are five guys on Bayern's side that could score a goal's worth of points without scoring a goal. Yep. 
And there are there and there are five players on Dortmund's side that could score a goal and still only have twelve points. <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah, I agree. Now you know what the completely contrarian construction would be? Uh play both goalkeepers. Oh. And go for a zero zero. Oh god. That still might not I mean, Neuer could finish with five. If that happens. True. Or, you know, and getting some pass points. Six point two two zero. Yeah, but Berkey, if that's a if Dortmund pitches a shutout. Yeah. It's quite possible he could have the highest score in the entire slate. I was gonna say the the Berkey ceiling game is much more reasonable than Neuer's. Right. Because he could he could have eight saves and a clean sheet win. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't think Neuer I don't think we see a Neuer 40-point game or 25-point game. No. Okay, can we talk about the regular slate now? Yeah. It's, it's so, so only so much you could talk about with one game. Yeah. I think this is a really interesting slate. I think it's a very tricky slate. Yeah. I think I think it's it, this is if if I I know that every slate is different. I view this more as a GPP slate than a cash slate. Okay. I think I think it Depending on how lineups shake out, I think I'd, I'll, it's going to be the type of thing where no matter what type of cash lineup I put together, I may not like it. <laughs> I think I, I agree with you completely. Like, I think it's going to be those points where you you go with your cash lineup and you're like, okay, I feel all right about this. And then you start looking at other ones and you're like, oh, I could have gone there. I could, oh, I didn't think about doing that. Exactly. Exactly. There's just like, uh, there are. It's like one or two moves that open up a number of players. And if you don't look towards one of them, like if you don't try a build with that, then there's like a whole build that you just don't even consider. But yeah. I, I view this slate as opposed to the past couple of Bundesliga slates <clears throat> closer to a Premier League slate. Not, but although these three games all have totals around three. Mm-hmm. So it's a higher scoring slate than than normal. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about construction wise. We have high price midfielders that have high floors. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking in terms of like De Bruyne and Madison. Mm-hmm. And then we have forwards that you're just trying to figure out what's the best way to 10 points. Yeah, it's a Jay Rodriguez and cash slate. Right, exactly. That, that's But you see that more in the EPL than you do. In Bundesliga, where we have a lot, we have a good amount of forward options. If this was different teams, yep, that you'd be able to fill. I mean, we, we had a slate before where you could have taken four forward eligible players, right? I mean, they're midfield forward both, and like you didn't feel like a need to have to like punt at a forward spot because there was no one else, yeah, or have to take a a, a, a very goal dependent player. Mm-hmm. But this is a this the slate that it's that it's like that but the three games are are fairly equal to each other yes betting line wise so we have uh the biggest favorite currently uh is looks like i mean kind of the same leverkusen yeah. minus 130 over Wolfsburg at home that's over three then gladback is about the same minus 130 minus 135 away to Werder bremen that total's hovering around three. And then Eintracht Frankfurt is uh, about a plus 100, plus somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. 
over Freiburg at home, and that's that. It's almost three. The clean sheet percentages of this whole slate. I mean, right now on the the cheat sheet, I mean, twenty nine percent is the highest. Yeah. Like all these totals are three plus, and no one has under one implied goals. Mm-hmm. So this this is this is one of those perfect. Uh, uh, the goalkeeper could matter a lot or matter not at all, <laughs> right? Because if like if everyone, if every team concedes, yeah, like a goalkeeper is not going to make as much of a difference. Right. But like if one of these teams has a clean sheet, I mean, it could be any of these teams, right? I mean, but that's goalkeeper in general. Mm-hmm. But it's not like there's not one that sticks out. Like I don't, I don't see. Like, oh, there's, there's not one team where it's like, oh, they're going to win 3-0. Right? Mm-hmm. I was going it to... It happen, but I mean, it, it it doesn't stick out. Yeah. That. While writing my article, I made the... Or I was writing that um, I didn't think it was a slate where you would pay up a goalkeeper. And then I kept writing. And all of a sudden I had a lineup. And I was like, oh, I have 6,000 left for a goalkeeper. I was like, oh. Maybe you can pay up. I mean, you can't. I, I, it depends. This whole slate depends on what the lineups look like. Sure. I mean, re, I mean, I mean, we would normally say that, but with these midweek fixtures, like you have to expect some type of rotation. Yeah, like we. I think normally we would consider that there would be lineup rotation. Now, I mean, they so they played last weekend. They played Tuesday. Um. Somebody plays Friday, but they basically play next weekend. But they have also been off for two months. So, like, I think we'll probably see more rotation than expected. And they have five subs. <laughs> uh, not to start at midfield first, but I'm going to touch on midfield and then we'll go to forward. Yeah, that's what I did in my article. I did right. midfielders, yeah. Uh, the key to the slate, in no matter what, if you're playing cash or GPP, is whether or not you're playing Philip Costa. Yep. I mean, he's 10K. He's the highest priced player on the slate, and he's midfield only eligible. Mm-hmm. And that's going to dramatically change your lineup construction. Right. We have a ton of midfielders that you could play. Yeah. So you only you can only play three of them. Yeah, I think uh, midfield is much more... I mean, obviously, Kostic's salary plays a big role, but I think... you people are going to have to weigh opportunity cost more than salary cost. Right. That, that's, that's, I think, I think Costage is fine. It's just a matter of what does that limit you elsewhere? Mm-hmm. I think if Costage was forward eligible, I'd be plugging him in in a second. Totally agree. Okay. So looking at forward, uh, depending on how Leverkusen line up, would you consider Leon Bailey to have the highest floor amongst all the forwards? Yeah. If he plays. Yes. Does it matter to you if he's in and Demerbai is also in? It does. Okay. So if they're both in. Because we saw we saw this 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 past uh weekend that like Demerbai played in the ten and Amiri didn't play. Mm-hmm. So would you I mean it's the type of thing that I look at these the three guys, Bailey, Amiri, and Demerbai. And obviously, Amiri and Demerbay are both midfield only eligible. Yep. That, like, if Amiri's in and Bailey and Demerbay are out, yep. like, I'll play Amiri at a midfield position. Yep. 
if I see Amiri and Demerby both in, I still think I'll I'll play Demerby over Amiri, but I Dem, I still don't think Demerby in a deeper position is like it's going to be hard to build a lineup with Kostic and Demerby. Yep. And then you have Leon Bailey, and if Leon Bailey's in without either of those two, like I just plug him in my forward spot. I think the but most, it's, but it's to me it's unlikely that Bailey starts and with Amiri together, like just the way that, like how are they lining up? Like they typically play with two holding midfielders. Mm-hmm. I think he takes like Diaby's spot. Okay, so you you could see a lineup where it's Bailey, Amiri. Bellarabi, Demerby? No Bellarabi. No Bellarabi. No. The front line would be Havertz, Bailey, and Amiri. Oh, so I'd play three up front. Yeah. And I don't think it's out of the question that we could see Bailey, Amiri, and Demerby. Right. Which would really just be the wrench of all wrenches. Right. But at that point, you then, then you don't even have to take set pieces into account. Mm-hmm. But I mean, forward is not easy. <laughs> right. But I think the problem comes in is that if you play Leon Bailey at 9,200, like how do you play Caustic at 10,000 in a midfield spot? I mean, you, you can. Yeah. You, just you, that you're going down at the other forward and down at a midfield spot. Mm-hmm. Which there might be some guys. Okay. Let, let, let's, let's assume Bailey isn't in. Okay. okay? What what do you think about the the Gladback guys? Uh, Depending on starts, you got sure. uh, Herman, Stindl, Playa, Taram. Now Herman mm-hmm. hasn't started. Right. Stindl came in for Embolo, who got injured. Yeah. His last game, Taram scored. But I still think the highest floor play is Playa. Yeah, he had an assist on Taram's goal, I think. Okay, but I still think from shots, I think eighty four hundred yeah. for Playa. Like, at a at a position that is thin, floor wise, is not I, I consider to be efficient. Yes, I agree with that. I'm not excited to play him. Nope. But it's just like okay, they're the I mean, Werder Bremen's defense. I know they won one nothing the past game. Or is not good. Freiburg's awful anyway. So, right. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. Then you have Grifo sitting there right in the middle mm-hmm. for Freiburg. And traditionally, I would say like he he has a higher floor than the than the the Gladbach guys. No doubt. I think also has the lowest ceiling. Yep. And do I really do I really want to play multiple players from a, a road underdog? Mm-hmm. Like do I want to play Grifo? Do I play Gunter? Do I want to play Schmid? Like, Freiburg is, like, really conducive to peripherals. Yeah. They're also not a good team. They're, yeah, exactly. Like, how much, on a three-game slate, how much do I want to put into Freiburg, who could possibly score no goals? Yeah. I, I think they're a good uh, floor team when they can have the ball enough. And this might not be one of those situations. Not right. that Frankfurt's great, but, like, they're not. Freiburg's much worse. <laughs> right. So we mentioned Diaby before. I don't think Diaby is that bad if he if he started at seventy three hundred just to fill a forward spot. I agree. 
I think he's not I don't bad. Think he's bad. Yes. But I think he's a fit. I think he's one of the. He's, I would. He's the type I would rather get up to play it at eighty four hundred. But I think I'd possibly play Diaby before I played Tehran. Probably, yeah. But it's still. It's these are. It, it's. Uh, it's. You're kind. Of, you you feel like you're overpaying only to fill a spot. But you're. You don't feel like it. You are. You are. Right. I'd rather play 7,300 for another midfielder. Yep. But you can't because you need to fill two forward spots. Yep. I think with Bittencourt eating into everything, I think Rashiska 6,900. I know people paid it last time. Yeah, they did. I was surprised about that. I, I think... He's he's an kind of one that I think makes more sense now than he did this past weekend. And I think enough people were burned that they won't play him. Right. It makes more sense now not because of the matchup, it's because of the the player pool and yeah. the lack of forward. I mean, yep. It's because he's forward eligible. Mhm. Like last week you could play Proger and Skov or Grifo and I mean like you had three of those guys. Yeah, you had like, options. Right. <clears throat> I think for GPP I'll just pick out Bracalo. Okay. 400. I'm not going to rely on, on a, on a, there's only probably two Wolfsburg players that I would consider in cash and he's not one of them. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have some blasphemy here. I was going to say it if you didn't. Oh, you, you are. Do you know what I'm going to say? I think you're going to say that Andre Silver or Bass Dost would be okay in cash. That's correct. Yeah. Which, if you know me for the past God knows how many years, mm-hmm. especially on this podcast. Yeah. Like, these are the epitome of, like, this could be two points. Yeah. <laughs> like, this could be. You would hang up two- on me a year ago if this if I said that to you. Right. But, unbelievably, Baz Dost has the highest anytime goal scoring odds on the slate. Sure does. Over Kai Havertz. Mm-hmm. Uh, but understand Bezdost's floor is like negative one, <laughs> right? He's, I mean, literally negative. I mean, he could have no shots and three fouls committed and a yellow card. And that could be his game after 75 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he's also on a favorite home favorite side and he's 6,200. Yep. And he could bail you out in one action. Exactly. So I I think I think but I I think Bass Dost type of lineups are ones that would have Philip Kostic in it. Yes. I mean if if you're playing him and not paying for Kostic, I'm not sure what you're doing. Well no, I mean GPP lineups you can play Dost and you how about if you're playing Bailey? I I mean in, in cash. If you Right. If you're saving well, you know, here. You can play a lineup where it's like Playa or Grifo and then Dost and he's still not playing and then you're just going down the middle. You're not punting at one defender spot. You're paying up twice to some extent. I mean, there are ways to do it. I don't necessarily consider them optimal, but I wouldn't consider them crazy. I think you you do this move for a sure thing like Kostic. You don't do it to get grief sure, to get two pieces of fry. He doesn't even hit double digits. Yeah, well, yeah. But... But, but if you look at his game, he had... He had one game with 38 crosses. Mm-hmm. How did 
can I can I watch that game? How does that happen? <laughs> Thirty eight. I've never. I've. I mean, we've been covering DFS soccer for long time. Forever. I mean, when we see a twenty four cross game, we go, "Wow!" Yeah, That's we'll never lot. see that again. Thirty eight. I think it was thirty one. Let me double check here. I don't think it was. 31 is still a lot. I think it's 38. It was, no, it was 31 and he had another game of 28. Okay. Coincidentally, 31 was against Union Berlin and 28 was against Hertha Berlin. Okay. So is he in Berlin? No. No. But his, I mean, his cross numbers are ridiculous. Right. He's, now, I, he, I mean, I, I like lauded him in my article, but he's like, by far the best floor player in the Bundesliga. Right. You pointed out in your article that his his floor is still higher than like goal scorers. Yeah. Like Werner and and Lewandowski. Yeah. Like he has four goals this year, Kostic. And he has the third most overall fantasy points in the league. Right. And Lewandowski and Werner have like 25 and 22 or whatever it is. Right. Goals. Goals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're punting up at, at uh, forward, if starting, Roland Salai. Yeah. I think he's I think he's the reason you don't play Grifo. Okay. But it's quite possible he doesn't start. And also, if he does start, he probably doesn't play 90. And he won't have sets. And he won't have sets. But he's active. And if... At 5,700, if he was just midfield eligible, I'd still think he was a fine play. Yes. So that would, that being that we're floor forwards we're lacking, that just may, increases his value because he does fill a forward spot. Yep. Is there anyone else? Um, I, I know, I know in the article, you mentioned David Selke. If he starts at, because he's literally the minimum price. Right. For a forward, 3,500. Yep. But his his median outcome is like two points. The the reason why I mentioned him is less like, oh, just take the cheapest forward. It was more that if you're going to punt a position on this slate, forward is it. Like there are there are players. I know, actually, probably I, I think you punt a second forward spot before you punt the second defender spot. Absolutely. I'm actually wondering if this is like fundamentally changes how I think of which positions to punt because like if why would I pay 3,500 for an underdog center back as opposed to a frontline player? Right. Because you take a look and like, if you look at the forwards in, let's say the 5k range, right? Mm-hmm. The Salai, Holaire, Memedy, Peterson, like these types of guys. Mm-hmm. Like, these guys have, like, no floors. Yep. Like, their average comes from when they score a goal every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But for 5K, you could take a defender that has a floor of nearly 10 points. Right. Instead of taking a defender who has a floor of two or three points and a ceiling of three or four points. Mm-hmm. Right? At least the ceiling on the on the forwards are a goal. Right. No, I agree with you. There. And And not that, like... Center, I mean, center back score goals, obviously, like they, there are options on set pieces and whatnot, but it just seems like in terms of floors, 
paying like getting a zero from a defender at a position where there are reliable guys who are not 10,000 that can get you eight to 10 points. Like, why wouldn't I just take that and take my two points from a forward slot, particularly on this slate where we're talking about that Leon Bailey, who has a good chance of not even starting is the best floor play. Right. No, I agree with you based on the context of this slate. Yeah. I also don't think Bailey can make value just on his floor at 9,200. No, no, of course not. He's going to need some type of goal or an assist. Right. But yeah, I mean, playing Davy Selkies seems, I don't think it's nuts, but it's certainly riskier. But that's how you can play Kostic and Bailey. Right, but even if, if Bailey doesn't start, I mean, you could you could play a lineup with even Playa and Dost, which sounds ridiculous for a cash lineup. Mm-hmm. But that's the, that's the context of the slate and still play Kostic. Yes. But to, to me, like based on uh, just... Like to me, Playa and Doss together. Like I'd rather like not play both. I I'm I'm more likely, at least in cash games, to play play a Diaby or a Salai or a Grifo, and then alongside a Doss or a play. like. Yes. I almost don't want two goal dependent type yep. players because they both don't score. Essentially, your lineup gets. I mean, like you're, you're gonna be hard to cash in a double up. Mm-hmm. One, I don't mind. Right. But it really all depends on whether or not you're playing Costage. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna, I'll, I can make the case that you don't have to. I'm, I'm not saying that hear. that's optimal. I'm not saying that's that's even what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just saying that there's there's enough options. Let's say you're the type that doesn't want, let's say Leon Bailey's in without Amiri and whatever, and Demerby for whatever reason, and you could you and you don't want to punt at, at forward at all. There may be options, like, at the cheap end of midfield to fill all three spots with cheaper midfielders that actually ha- could get you 8 to 10 points. And then you don't play Costage. And then you're able to essentially pay up a defender twice, to some extent. I think the only difficulties with that, with that build is that getting the 8 to 10 points from those lower-priced midfielders is getting their, like... 80th percentile finish and it's Kostic's 50th percentile. Right. It's his floor. And so, I mean, sure, it could happen. 50%, like Kostic's 50th percentile outcome is essentially a goal's worth of points. Yes. Yeah. And Havertz is still midfield only. <laughs> He is. Do you okay? Here, here's here's a question for just for GPP because you sure. don't play habits in cash. Uh, why not? What you, two goal floor? Uh, really? Sorry, I had to. People listening who are thinking that Jordan, because of recency bias and because he's a great player. I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure. saying anything bad about him. He's not. He's the leading the line for the highest, the, the biggest favorite, mm-hmm. and he's over even money to to score. Because he's midfield only eligible, are there lineups that have Costage and Havertz in it? In GPP? Cheap forward? Yeah. No, but I'm talking about, I, I know GPP, but do you think his positional eligibility and the fact that Costage is on the slate, do you think 
it makes him lower owned? No. Or, or do you think the, re- the the recency makes him higher owned regardless of the positional eligibility? I think. Yeah, I think the recency bias. It's not even that. I mean, it, obviously that plays a big part of it, but the 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 leaning forward for the highest favorite and highest implied goal total is always owned. Right, but he's I mean, it. put him in a utility and pretend he's a forward. Okay, I guess you could do that. Right. The the difficulty with playing Kostic and Havertz is that the the higher scoring expected higher scoring cheaper players are midfielders and now you can only right. have one right so you just have to get lucky and cheap goals out of your forward spot mm-hmm. i mean you can which can happen which yeah sure absolutely happens and i, th- I think, think people opt- play do you think an optimal build do you, do you think an optimal build has Kostic and demer buy in it um sure okay because you're obviously not having to pay up for Bailey then. Right. I'm going under these I'm 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 entering this late under the assumption that Bailey isn't going to start. Okay. Like that that's I'm thinking of that as the other case. Okay, that's fair. Right. Like okay, this is I'm expecting Leverkusen is is on a roll. They're just going to line up the way they're going to line up the way they did two day, two games ago. Yeah. I mean, so Amiri's going to be in, it? it's going to be it's going to be the same type of lineup. Yeah. That's fine. Right. So underneath this, it's like if, like to me, I don't play Amiri over Demerby unless like one of them is out. I think I think if Demerby or Bailey is in, you don't play Amiri. That that's correct. I think Jonas Hoffman is You're fine bored. for seventy two hundred. Mm-hmm. If he plays, he's your Jamatino. Right. We should just call him Jao Hoffman. Someone that most of his peripheral value comes on set pieces. Yeah, like, really most. Right. But you have a couple of guys in this range. You have Hoffman, you have Bittencourt, and you have Arnold. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would posit that the highest floor is Arnold. Yes. Even though it, it's it's Wolfsburg. When I, when, yeah, they're the biggest underdog. But, I mean... Minus one thirty-five favorites are not like humongous favorites. Sure. So I don't consider Wolfsburg to be. Oh, yeah, you can't play anyone from them. Right. But his ceiling is suspect for GPP. But it's hard. I mean, it's hard to see Arnold not getting ten points any game. He's right? he's the classic guy where you look at him and you just say he always gets there. He'll have three at the half and you're like this is awful and at the end of the game there he is at 11.4 and you're like oh he got there right because he has a he has the monopoly of set pieces i mean does anyone take set pieces? right yeah i think he's fine right someone that i'd be more likely to fade in gpp definitely i don't mind if, if if i'm in this range and i need a guy in my utility spot or something or a midfield i mean give me arnold Mm mm-hmm Bittencourt never plays ninety. That's why I didn't play. That's why I didn't play him the last time. Hmm. That's why I played Hoffman over Bittencourt. Yeah. That by well, he scored. Mm-hmm. And then he got a yellow card off the bench. Off the bench, which didn't count apparently okay. for DraftKings. But I'm not rushing out to play Werder Bremen players. No. 
But if you're going to play anyone, it would be Bittencourt. I think so. Right. The only thing that puts Rashika in the conversation is that he's forward eligible. Right. If he's midfield only, I'm not paying 6900 for him. Mm-hmm. I'll play Arnold. Right, you play Arnold. All day over him. Right. Then we have like a dead zone. <sighs> you got to admit that, that Schmid playing as a wingback at 5100 on the other side of, uh, of Gunter is a good floor play. All these Freiburg guys are. I, I, it almost feels like you could plug in four Freiburg guys and be like, okay, I can get, I can get forty points. And then you realize that half your lineup is Freiburg. Right. I, I think he's. I don't think he's nearly as good Tuesday that he was this past weekend. No, I agree with you. So I'd, I'd only because of opportunity cost. Sure. It's it's also just that like he's not low enough. Right. I mean, how much lower does he need to get? 4,500? No, I think there are two guys, and it's really just one, but there are two guys that I was considering in the low 4,000s, and I wouldn't take Schmidt over either of them if they were the same price. Like, Schmidt has to be a lot lower. Okay. I see multiple I see multiple guys in the 4K range, depending on rotation. Right. I think the one that you're gonna met the one that you're talking about specifically is Bennis. He's one, yeah. Okay. Assuming he 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 starts. Yeah. Right? The, oh, there's no guarantee he starts. Right. But who would he be starting for? Um. Um. I'm like drawing a blank now. Not Hoffman, but who did he? Because Embolo is out. No, um, that's no. Let me look this up here. Stindl, maybe? I don't even remember. Yeah, Stindl could start. Herman could start. Kramer or Newhouse, one of those guys. Right, one of, right, exactly. Kramer could be in there. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I don't oh, know yeah, I mean, it's a, it's one of those. We, we talked about it last week with, uh, what's his name? Geiger. It's one of, like, if he starts, he takes sets, and he's cheap. Right, 4,200. Right. How about Road? That's exactly who. That's who I thought you were going to say first, actually. Okay, because Rudd is the perfect type, the same type of guy. player as the, you know, it's the the Jack defensive Wilshire. midfielder that has no peripheral value outside of set pieces. Right, he's Sebastian Rudy, except he's gotten on the score sheet in two straight games. Right, and I think you can play him with Kostic, even though they like they're the those theirs are Frankfurt set pieces. Right, I think they're both fine. I think they're both they're they're punt midfielders that could get you five plus points. Right. I look at them as much more reliable than um, Schmidt. Okay. But you could say, I th- I think we're going to be looking at who's playing in the Frankfurt midfield. Yes. Because it could be, you may we may see a core, may see a uh, Daichi Kamada. Mm-hmm. Yep. And although I would consider Kamada to be the type that you would think it's more GPP, but he's only 4,800. Yeah. So, like, if he's, like... Let's say Bennis isn't in, and and I have a combina- I could play Kamada or Road. I almost feel like Kamada for the extra five hundred. I'd rather get the upside. In GPP, not in A either. There's no way you play Kamada over Road in cash. Really? You? No way. Me? Yeah. Oh, just me. You. Jordan Cooper. 
because you look back and you say, oh, well, road actually took more corners than uh, Kostic last week. And then you're like, wait a minute, why am I looking at a guy without set pieces? Well, but he does it. But Road doesn't do anything else. He needs to get assists on those set pieces, or he's not. He's not doing well. That, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking okay. about how you do this. Oh, how I do. <laughs> well, I'm trying to correct my mistakes. <laughs> Is Kamada even on the set piece tracker? No. Yeah. I don't care about that. He's not in your player pool. Get out of here. That's why I'm talking about Schmidt. Get he's not on the set here. piece tracker. But how many Freiburg players am I playing? <laughs> Yeah, he's fine. Schmidt is on a corner tracker, by the way. Okay. That's why do we he's have in your to ever pool. mention Nuri Sahin ever again. Do we, do we have to continue doing this? Yeah, every time until he plays or they get rid of until him. Until he plays. Has he even come in as a substitute? No. He's <laughs> got so a long list of DNPs. I mean, if he's starting, you, you certainly look at him. Of course. Yeah. 3,700. Right. And you probably play him, and then we talk at the next podcast, and you're like, I would have played him even without set pieces. Right, yeah, yeah. Cause it, it, it really seems like a successful lineup. I'm going to play Nuri Sahin and Sebastian Rode. <laughs> right? Ultimate upside, pairing with, you know, Grifo up top yeah. in the forward spot. Mm-hmm. Daniel Selke. Mm-hmm. I just have to hope Davey, that, like, Davey. Philip Costage gets, like, gets 38 crosses and 14 goals or something. Uh-huh. In order to make up for the, the three points that I get out of every other slot. Right. When I'm wishing, it's like, oh, I played Zaheen when Schlager ends up with more points than him. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't play that guy. Right. I think that's as low as you go, though. Yeah. You're not going to try to get convince me about uh, Eggstein again? No. Okay. I think midfield is just too. There's too much opportunity cost. Yes, I think they, they, I think you're playing two. If you're playing two of these like 4K ish level type of guys, it's more of a, in GPP because you're paying up for like big forwards. Who are those big forwards again? I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm they want to play uh, Playa and there's someone up there. Stindle. Right. I mean, <laughs> who are you playing? Who am I playing? I mean, Havertz isn't even there. Right. It would have been Havertz immediately. Right. Why is he not forward, Elliot? <sighs> would you play him in cash if he was forward eligible? No. Okay. But that's Just me. Just checking. I'm reluctant to play Playa in, in, in cash at 8,400. Right. The, the the conversation would be like, if you're going to consider play, just find the thousand to get to Havertz. I think play would have been an awful discussion because I don't think you do that either. Anyway. 6,700 too much for Gunther? No, yeah. If you have it, why? Well, you, you, you should be able to do it. Mm-hmm. But I think that I think I think you could make a case that you don't need to play him. Do you think the case not playing him is better or worse than the same conversation with Kostic? I think it's more likely that I play Gunter than I I think. I, I think the only reason you're not playing Gunter is because you're playing Kostic, like you're playing a lineup where it's like Kostic Havertz. Play a, like that type of line. Like you're, you're That's not what up. I thought you were going to say, actually. 
I thought you were going to say. What you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say if you, the reason you don't play Gunter is because you're filling a forward spot with Grifo, and you don't want both of them. Okay. Well, I mean that that would be. I mean, you could do that. I'm just saying that underneath this, like you could play, like these guys, like you could play. You have to consider if you're playing Gunter, most likely you're paying somewhere in the 4K ish range for your second defender. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big fan of most of the people in the 4K range. But you could possibly play two guys. Like, instead of playing Gunter, you could play, like, Torre and Mbabu. Or even uh, DaCosta, depending on where he lines up. Or even Timmy Chandler. Play two of those guys. And those two combined together have, like, a floor of maybe 16 to 18 points. (sighs) Am I over? over I think you're I'm way overestimating. I am. Why yes, do you say I that? Think so, okay. Rather than play Gunter and like uh, uh, Friedel or Lang, I think that's the more likely build for most people. Okay. Well, I'm not saying what's the most likely. I'm just saying what would be better. I think that's better. Right. I don't think if any. Friedel doesn't start. Lang is probably going to start, and it's a one hundred dollar difference. I don't think any of these guys are that are worth these prices. Like none of them. Okay. Like, I don't think you're playing Mbabu away to buyer Leverkusen. Even he still gets there. I he guess. still gets there. Anyway. I guess you're right. Right. That's why I said the only two Wolfsburg players I was considering cash were Arnold and Mbabu. Arnold and Mbabu. Yeah. That's fair. He's in the gets there club. You're right. Right. Augustinson? He's fit. Somebody already tried to tell us on Twitter that there's no way you'd play him because you're not paying up at both defender spots, and here we are discussing that exact possibility. Right, but the, the, the Berta Bremen Augustinson is not like... Yeah, he's not Sweden Augustinson. But I mean, he does. He has an 11-cross game. But he's there. He's, he's not just, 31. He's good as a, a, a Torre. He's a, he's good. Sure, I mean, you can play him. If he starts, I mean, he may be ready to go and just start on the bench. I mean, he may just sure. may not start the game. Sure, sure. I don't think anybody stands out. Okay. This is not a slate where you're playing three defenders. I don't think so. No. I mean, you can. It'll, just, it'll be contrarian. It's contrarian for the sole reason of being positionally contrarian. Like, right. I think if you're trying to be contrarian, just go back to the other construction and just pick a different guy. Right. Like, do you play Timmy Chandler in your utility spot or like Boz Dost? Right. Like not most likely Dost has a higher, for GPP at least. Like you're not going to go, well, I'm going to lock in my, my Almani Torre nine points instead of playing like an attacking player. Mm-hmm. And then of course that these guys are going to be the ones that score. Right. Easily. Yeah. Right. What's going to happen tomorrow is that it's going to be done. Tons, tons of wing backs and attacking defender goals. Right. Then Sabiani hat trick. They they priced up Hinteregger now to forty seven hundred. <laughs> you know he's going to get owned in GPP. You know. Of course. Especially the players that that uh, remember that uh, played in the World Cup. Ugh. Right. Well, the set piece center back goals. Mm-hmm. Well, that. That's got a, uh, someone looks in the game log and it's like, oh, he scored a goal in the past two games. Like he's 5,700 for a center back. And then they still score again. <laughs> just sitting there going, what, what is going on? Uh, that World Cup was awful. 
Goalkeeper? Oh, you, do you have no more defenders? I, 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 no, I don't. No, I mean, you could. You're literally Rainer, just going to start naming guys. Visor, Sinkraven. Yeah, exactly. I mean, all that, that's, that's why I say I look at that range and I go, these guys could easily just get three points. Mm-hmm. Or they could get six or seven. But, like, I, I don't rely on any of these guys. That's right. why it's like I'm either going to go all the way down or I'm going to, I'll, I'll lock in. I'll take him, Babu. I'll take Torre. Rather than pay up a goalkeeper. So you don't think they're, oh, I guess it's the opportunity cost, which is why you don't play Gunter, Torre, and Mbabu. Because you, then you're only playing two midfielders. Right. Okay. Right. I don't think you play three defend uh, three defenders, but I'm saying if I had a choice, if, if it's like Lang and Hradecki or Mbabu and, and Castiles, I'll, I'll take the defender over the goalkeeper every single time. Yeah. Yep. On a slate where the highest clean sheet odds are twenty nine percent. Yeah. Like, is there is, other than. I mean, this is a really play for whatever goalkeeper you want. I was I was gonna say like I I went through a number of builds where I had money for goalkeeper, and it's like there's nothing that swayed me towards one guy or another. Nothing. Even home doesn't even matter. I mean, I'm like, oh, I'll pay pay Pavlenka. He scored a million points last game, right? Mm-hmm. Right, twenty-four points last game with seven saves and a clean sheet win. Yeah, but I mean, those are the high upside. Like Castiles has the highest upside. Yeah. Wolfsburg one nothing clean sheet win, and Leverkusen has twelve shots and nine on goal. I mean, yeah. But any of these goalkeepers could have negative points. Yep. I mean, any literally any of any them. of them. Yeah. Right. Radecki could give up two goals, get a win, and end up with what? One point? Mm-hmm. Way, way to way to spend up your fifty six hundred for, for Right. To but me, it, I just like goalkeeper for cash this late is whatever's left. And in GPP, it's not against any of the attackers and pairing with and just pairing with stacks. Right. Right. And when I mean pairing with stacks, I just want to highlight that it doesn't mean necessarily the defender. Yeah. Like, uh, as far as correlation is concerned, typically, if you're playing a defense, like, if if I'm playing, uh, uh, let's say I'm playing Augustinson for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like, if Pavlenk is in the goal, in the goalkeeper spot, I'm more likely to play Augustinson in the defender spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the norm. People know that normally. But, for instance, like, let's say I'm playing Jan Sommer in the goalkeeper spot. Like Jan Sommer, even if I'm not playing, let's say, uh, you know, whatever, uh, Laner. Yep. I think he's he's still correlative to like Allison play. Exactly. Because the win bonus it means they it they have to score in order for him to get the win bonus. Yep. And who's going to score to get the win bonus? Well, probably one of the forwards. Yes. So that's why a lot of times my favorite stacks are goalkeeper, defender, forward stacks. Playing Summer, Laner, Playa. And hope that Laner has the assist. There it and is. And play a goal. one nothing win. Summer gets the clean sheet win. You know, mm-hmm. that, that type of thing. But a lot of people consider with, the, like, the, they'll ask about, oh, it's goalkeeper and both defenders. Right. And then nothing else. Mm-hmm. And then just like, I'm just going to play. Imagine playing Hradecki with, uh, with Visor and Sinkraven. Right. And then no one else. And no one else, yeah. And then you go, okay, it's a, they have a clean sheet. It's like, well, 
Visor and Sinkraven are probably not scoring the goals. Mm-hmm. So there's probably going to be someone else on the team that has 12 plus points. Yeah. That you're not get that you unless obviously it's an own goal. But I just don't see how the ceilings get hit. Yeah, it's all correlative. But the ceilings don't get. I mean, like it just. Of course, we say that, and it's going to be a Sinkraven advisor goal. It's going to be one of those goals. Sure. Bring back, back the fullback, which is so rare. Unless it's Dortmund. Right. Well, those are wingbacks, at least. <laughs> but all, all I'm saying is that that, that when, when I say, like, correlate your goalkeeper, it may not even be with the defender. It could be the goalkeeper and a forward and a, a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're going to play Havertz, you can play Havertz and Radecki and not have any of the defenders. Right, usually it's just not the goalkeeper and the non-attacking right. set-piece taker. Right. Well, that, that, that Even though theoretically it works on a assist. Yeah, but that would be cash. Yeah, yeah, Like, Like, if, you, if you're taking... Like, I don't mind, like, Kostic. If I, if I have Kostic in, I don't mind playing Swallow in cash. Sure. Because floors... Because Kostic could get 20 points without a goal and an assist. Freiburg win one nothing. 30, right, thirty. Let's give him thirty. We give him. I don't think he gets to thirty without a goal or an assist. You mean you don't think he does it again? He's done it before. I saw a fifty-point game before. Um, sounds about right. Get ready for the Costage floor game. Six points. <laughs> I thought that you were at least going to say eight. Yeah, he had 24.9 in the 31 cross game, but he had another game. The 28 cross game was 32.7. So pretty much his whole score was the crosses. Yeah. It's wild, his game log. Yeah, 50.9 was two goals and two assists. Does Kostic's amount of crosses even make him a cash play on FanDuel? No. No? Seven and a half points? Oh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I didn't even look to see how much he costs on Fandle. Well, then who knows what the slates look like on Three dollars? Let's see here. This is good podcasting right here. I'm just saying with half-point crosses, even though the goals, assists, and shots on target matter more for everything, but, I mean, he, he could put up enough that can he get? Can he get to ten points? I mean, maybe he has one shot on target, and fifteen crosses. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's still, you, you still you're getting double digit points. But how mean, much does he cost? Yeah, presumably it only takes one uh, direct free kick, and that's your shot on target. Yeah, he's fifteen right. on Fanduel. Okay, so that's not horrible. No. Davy Clausen is sixteen. So's your boy M. Bobby. Yet, yet on, on on DraftKings, Davy Clausen is less than half of Costa's <laughs> price. Ten thousand and forty seven hundred. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Anybody has any follow for, uh, questions for Jordan? You can find him on Twitter at Blenderhead. You can find me at Rotowire Andrew. Uh, I'm available in the Rotowire Discord as well, which is open for all subscribers. If you're not a subscriber and would like to try us out, just go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial for 10 free days on the site. No credit card required. Can't remember if I said that already. Anyway, 
Uh, Jordan, thank you for all that. And uh, I believe we'll be back on Tuesday to preview Wednesday's slate. So We, we are? We are? We, we're going to be doing it? I think so. Shouldn't we do it? Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.